Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. The booming Sarasota economy is a reflection of many things, such as baby boomers retiring, a wonderful climate, less congestion near larger nearby cities. But with the great influx of new residents and businesses comes a challenge for the local Chamber of Commerce as they strive to respond to the increased demands of their growing and increasingly diverse membership. Hi, I'm Bob Williams, and guess what? I really do believe it's essential to hear each other's stories. To me, it's what makes this community feel like home. In fact, it's why I started this podcast, the Sarasota Stories Podcast. It is a podcast completely dedicated to helping people just like you get connected a little bit deeper with our neighbors in the greater Sarasota area. I do my best to bring you some of the most interesting business leaders and civic leaders, artists and authors, entrepreneurs and physicians, and even philanthropists and others who are making a positive impact in our town. In today's episode, you'll hear from Heather Caston president and CEO of the Greater Sarasota Chamber of Commerce, and she's going to share one thing most people don't know about her, why she saw the chamber as a career path after success in the pharmaceutical industry, several programs that most people would be surprised that the chamber provides, why you might consider joining, and much, much more. I do appreciate you listening today. It is my hope that you will listen. It's my hope that you'll learn, but most importantly, connect. Heather Caston, President and CEO of the Greater Sarasota Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Thanks so much, Bob. Honored to be here and excited to, to have a conversation with you today. Oh, that's great. I, I, I like to let my listeners know a little bit of kind of the, the backstory and what's been happening. I've, I've tried for a little while to get Heather on the show and... One day I was in her office and she showed me her calendar and I just said, well, maybe I need to kind of wait for a while here because she's really been um, kind of slammed with all the businesses that are moving in here and people starting business and whatnot. We're going to get into that in a little bit here. But as always, the very first question I like to ask my guest is, is what is one thing that most people don't know about you? Gosh, well, you know, something really unique that not a lot of people can say is I spent some time working in uh, in a theme park. So um, out of college, um, I did some time in hotel sales and was recruited by Six Flags theme parks. 
And as my husband liked to joke, you know, he was like, my wife runs the Ferris wheel and <laughs> not really the case, but um, I did uh, marketing. I was a regional sales manager for Six Flags and worked for the St. Louis and the Chicago Park. And my job was to focus on bringing groups oh, cool. uh, to the park. And so it was really one of the funnest jobs you can imagine because you literally were selling fun. Um, but it was about, you know, bringing people to the park, creating a, a magical um, experience for them and for their company and really uh, enjoyed it. You know, a, a tour would also include many uh, rides on the roller coaster, of which we had a key to get to the front of the line on all of the big rides. So uh, just yeah. a fun part in my, my career path. You know, it's, it's funny before we moved here, my family lived right across the street. Uh, from a theme park there in northern Cincinnati called Kings Island. Oh, it'd, be, yeah. it'd be very similar to a um, you know to a Six Flags, and um, the the thing is, of course, it, it kind of shut down for several months out of the year when things got cold. But every evening during the summer, they had fireworks. So, of course, after a couple of years leaving there, our kids could care less about fireworks because they got to see them every night when the park closed down. So, oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, so you're not originally from the Sarasota area, correct? Correct. I was born and raised in the Midwest in a little German town, um, about 10 miles outside of St. Louis, Missouri. Imagine that, Caston. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when you came to, to Sarasota and you ended up working for the chamber, this has been, what, 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago that you started with the chamber. But so, so why did you see the chamber as kind of, a, I guess, a pathway of a career for you? Well, yeah, nobody really wakes up and says, oh, I want to work for a chamber of commerce someday. Um, but honestly, just uh, the, the twists and turns of my career and my professional life, I can honestly say all of my prior um, positions and roles really led me to where I am today and, and really were a great setup um, to lead and run a chamber. So I've got kind of that hospitality background with hotel sales, um, worked for a theme park. Um, also spent some time in medical sales um, for Eli Lilly. Uh, and when we moved to Sarasota, I was kind of resetting my career. And there was an opportunity um, here at the Sarasota Chamber. And uh, I applied for it. I, I got it and was promoted to vice president shortly thereafter. Wow. I love the work um, and that the chamber does and have just fallen in love with it. And I'm 13 years um, into doing this work. Wow. That, that's interesting. I, I've often thought if I were starting my, you know, like after graduating college, if I didn't really know what I wanted to go into or just wasn't really sure, I would take a job with the local chamber because you get such a sense of the dynamics of the community. You touch base with so many different businesses and then you could kind of figure it out. So I, I've always been very, very pro chamber. Yeah, it, it's a great place. We This summer, we host, hosted two interns, and for them to get to meet over 1,200 companies and get to learn about these companies, there's really no you know, better job um, or you know, opportunity out there where you do get to experience and learn about so many different industries, not even just companies, but just the vast array um, and diversity of, of industry that we have here. Absolutely. Well, so, but you actually spent a few years then out at Liquid Ranch Business Alliance. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. How did so that? How did that come about? Yeah, that was a, a great uh, step in my professional development. I had been the vice president here at the Sarasota Chamber for about four years, and um, at the time was living in Liquid Ranch, 
raising three teenagers and it, uh, it was just a great opportunity. Their board approached me and said, you know, we're looking to uh, bring on a, a president CEO. They had just been operating with a kind of a business development person. And it just provided a great opportunity for me to kind of cut my teeth on a smaller organization leading um, the Lakewood Ranch Business Alliance. And um, I, it was wonderful. I, I love the Alliance. Um, we'll always have a, a soft spot in my heart for the work that they do. And, you know, just a, a great growth opportunity um, for me. And while, you know, while I was there, we were able to, to, to grow the membership and go through a rebrand and create some brand new programs that are, they're, they're still doing to this day. You know, it's interesting. I had, I mentioned earlier before we kind of hit record, I had Brittany Lamont on, she's the CEO out there at Lakewood Ranch. It's, I think it's episode 60, but uh, she, I guess, just recently had her second or third child. So she has little tykes while trying to run that organization. And I, I said, you know, I'm very pro man, but you women got a superpower to be able to do kind yeah. of both ends there. So that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Brittany's doing a fantastic job. And that's like the perfect position um, for her to grow and stretch her professional wings. And um, she's doing an awesome job out there. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. I'm a member out there as well. So, well, let's let's talk a little bit about the chamber, about the Sarasota Chamber, of what's happening right now. And just, I, I always like to try and get some of the um, behind the scenes questions that maybe you don't have a chance to talk about in print, or maybe some of the um, some of the uh, events that you have to do because everybody wants to be with you. So you're at all these events. I, I kind of. Kind of don't feel. I kind of feel sorry for you at times for all these things that you have to do because I'm sure it could be a grind at times. But I, I guess my question is, you know, what are what are some of the initiatives that you guys are working on right now that that you're proud of? But you know, a lot of people would be surprised that the chamber is involved with. Yeah, you know, there's many things. In fact, I could keep you on here till midnight um, sharing all the the really cool, different, cutting edge type of things that we're doing. And you know, there's an, a saying in the chamber world that if you've seen one chamber, you've seen one chamber. Uh, we really all do focus on different things um, pertaining to what our, our local businesses need and what our region needs. Um, we will always be in the business of providing a platform of opportunities for connect connection and for, for businesses to connect. Um, but some other things, um, in addition to that, we do so much educational programming where businesses can send their employees to get trained on different topics. Um, we also have some really unique programs that not every chamber has. We have an incredibly robust and thriving young professionals group. And, um, you know, those young professionals, we want to keep them here in Sarasota. And so we provide this ecosystem for them to, to grow and network and provide opportunities. Um, we have Leadership Sarasota, which is just really growing to be such a prestigious um, leadership program um, here in the region. This year, we had over 100 applicants for about 40 spots. Um, but the two programs that I think really differentiate us are the first one is Career Edge, which is our workforce initiative, where we are partnering um, with companies to help train and upskill workers. Um, a very unique model, um, different from uh, career source in that all of our money is privately funded. We're right. able to deploy that to companies. Um, we do something called Bridges to Careers or Fast Track programs where we'll take 15 people. Um, these are folks um, working a probably a minimum wage job. 
we put them through a training in maybe HVAC or plumbing or electrical or CNA healthcare training. And the back end, they come out with a certification. And then we're, we place them in jobs with our local companies, which, as you know, Bob, right now, talent is, um, you know, a scarcity. Everybody is, is sure dying is. talent. So that's something really unique um, that we're doing. We just um, basically sent out into the marketplace over $300,000 in uh, training and funding through grants to our local companies for them wow. to train people. Uh, the other program is Opportunities for All, and that is a brand new created uh, created program as of uh, just about a year and a half ago. There's two parts to Opportunities for All. One is where we we uh, place minority interns in our local chamber member companies, and we fully fund that. So it's an incredible experience for an intern to uh, be able to be placed in a company, kind of uh, do a 10-week internship, see, do I like this industry? Is this something I want to go to college for? And on the employer side, it's a great kind of try before you buy, um, bringing on an intern and, and seeing how they, you know, they, they fare. The second part of Opportunities for All is the business grant funding for minority-owned companies. And so we're just now, um, this week, we opened up our second grant cycle. Um, where minority-owned businesses can apply for small grants, um, anywhere from $500 up to $10,000 uh, to support their business. Last December, we granted out about $100,000 uh, to local minority-owned companies. So think of um, you know, a company, maybe they, it's a startup, they've been running their business out of their checkbook, and now um, we have funded them a laptop, QuickBooks, and got them connected to an accountant. Sure. So, those are, you know, those are some of the things I'm, I'm really proud of. <laughs> right, right. And and, it, and it's interesting because I will say when I started this podcast back in February, obviously I was a member of the chamber and, and I got probably the first 10 interview, first 10 guests on the show right out of the chamber. And, you know, I, I will put a shameless plug in here for you. It's just like if you have any business interest or even philanthropy and you're not connected to the chamber, I mean, as soon as you join, now you are a part of a group and you'll be recognized and you have kind of the right to reach out where someone's not going to reject you, not knowing anything about you. And if you're one of the um, one of the faces in the crowd, the great masses that are moving down here right now and particularly don't have really history in the greater Sarasota area, it's a, the chamber's just, just such, been such a wonderful blessing to me as far as me launching this podcast. And so I'd encourage our listeners to do just that. But um, I just knew that you had so many different additional programs on just beyond the, the connection side of things. And I think particularly the workforce initiatives that you have are especially needed here uh, to keep our young folk, because right now they're taking it on the chin from housing, you know, the cost of living. I mean, that's probably the number one issue that employers are facing right now. Uh, I know you guys sent out a survey a while ago on that work on the uh, affordable housing. What are some of the things that you're getting back on that survey or just in general about, you know, how do you, how do you keep our youth? Yeah. Well, I will say that is a, you know, the chamber, we are always looking to um, our community, to our members and to the businesses as to what issues do we need to be focused on organizationally. So, you know, going back to, I, I always like to say, you know, we're in the business of business. Uh, what, drives this organization is how we can best support the business community, um, you know, through all of the programming that we do. And one of the biggest things we heard going in, into this fiscal year 
was, you know, the affordable housing crisis. And it, it really is a crisis. Of course um, it is. Yeah. So we assembled a, a affordable housing task force. We have over 40 members of the community from nonprofits to foundations to city officials to the police department, all on this task force. And we did, you, you were absolutely correct. We just created a survey um, that we sent out. I can tell you the survey doesn't close until September 7th. So we haven't really dug in yet to see the results, but I can tell you we have over 300 responses from the community. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's been impactful and I can't wait to kind of dig into that data and, and see, you know, where we're at. And then I think we just need to be intentional and strategic about, you know, how can the business community um, help to address this issue? Uh, it's, I think it's going to take a, a, a shotgun approach in that we're going to have to look at addressing it many different ways. And, you know, what's the best pathway for the business community to come behind and really, you know, support uh, what has to get done um, across the region to, to really address this crisis? Well, it is a crisis because I'm sure we all that do own homes, we hop on Zillow or Realtor.com and we check, well, you know, we look at the price on our own home going up and up and say, my home's not worth that. But it's, it's you know, a, a series of things where folks that are moving down here and inflationary pressures and whatnot. And I just, I really feel for these young folks trying to start their, their lives down here. And it's just great to hear that you guys are, are being strategic and, and really uh, trying to do some things about it. But you, so that also puts, you know, some, some, uh, you know, some stress on you guys. I mean, you know, I get your, um, I get the uh, newsletter every couple of months and I'm seeing, or the emails. And of course you're seeing 20 and 30 new businesses that are joining the chamber. So, you know, there's, you know, for all the difficulties out there, there's a silver lining. Uh, you're having all these new folks join the chamber, but that also puts, you know, some stress on your systems or well, how are you guys able to kind of navigate that? Yeah, we have had one of the um, largest uh, growth rates uh, that we've ever had this year with new businesses coming online. Um, and so, you know, we've had to kind of tweak, um, you know, what we're doing um, from a staffing perspective as well and really look at all of our systems and processes as to how do we best uh, meet the needs of, of all of these uh, new members coming on. We do a lot of assistance with companies wanting to relocate here and, and give them a lot of support, as well as bring in our partners at the Sarasota EDC uh, to help us um, help those new businesses navigate uh, the terrain and what that looks like to, to relocate a business here. Right. So, I, and you're taking extra vitamin C, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'll bet. Well, but so, so also it's, you know, and sometimes you obviously you have to focus on the vital few to to keep things going and uh, to really provide the services that that your uh, members need and whatnot. But the chamber itself at the local level is in a process of change as well, evolving, and you have to be strategic as well. I'm sure you go to some of the state and maybe you know national conferences and whatnot so that you can collaborate with other presidents that are at the local level. You know, what, what are some of the things that you have to do to remain relevant? Because, you know, you, you do have extra competition. Uh, there, are, there are trade associations out there that put things together for their members. And, you know, even, I even know the Observer, the Business Observer is getting ready to start, you know, an outreach to uh, their readers. 
and to businesses and whatnot so they can connect on a different level just you know besides print and over the the, the yeah. internet but so it's one of the things that you're you're doing i guess maybe strategically to be able to to uh to deal with all that yeah, I, I think uh, like any business, we are constantly evaluating um, the programs that we do, um, the uh, offerings that, that we're offering our members. Uh, we have a, a member survey that is getting ready to launch. Um, I believe that goes out tomorrow. Um, we're constantly trying to get a pulse on our businesses and what they need and what they want um, and adjusting the sales. So there is no such thing as rinse and repeat even uh, some of the events that we've done, you know, for a long period of time, you know, there's two this year that I said, you know, we're putting them, these back on the shelf. Um, and I do think it is a constant monitoring and a constant adjusting of the sales uh, to make sure that we, that we are relevant. And it goes back to, you know, making sure that we're in tune with what it is the businesses need from us. And that that changes from time to time. Um, going back just, you know, a blink to two years ago or a year and a half ago when we were in the COVID, our businesses needed information oh, on wow. how to access PPP funding. Our businesses needed to know how, how do they stay open? How, where do I get protective equipment? You know, those were all things that we focused on being able to deliver that relevant information in a timely manner to our members. And that that holds true today. I, I To me, I... I think that has to be one of the most extraordinary times any leader of an organization had to go through was the COVID uh, times there because no one had ever really been through it before. What was the Spanish flu, which was basically 100 years ago, that that was really a serious, serious you know, disease out there. And so you having to kind of lead through that, I think, was just an extraordinary time because half the people are saying, you know, let's close up shop. And the other half are saying, no, let's, let's get together. I want to do my business. And I, I saw this with several different leaders. Yeah, no doubt. One of the toughest times in my professional career. Um, it very, very lonely. Um, I, I've spoken with other CEOs and, you know, when your team and your employees, and for me, our members, over 1,200 businesses, um, which employ over 60,000 people, looking to us for answers. And there many times I came in this office, closed the door. And I mean, it was, you know, let's figure something out. Um, but, you know, many um, prayerful moments of um, trying to deliver and, and best serve um, our members when a lot of times I, I really wasn't sure, you know, trying to make decisions to the best of my ability, but not really having a whole lot of confidence there. <laughs> well, it, it, trust me, again, some of the organizations I'm involved with, I saw the exact same thing. So you don't <laughs> No, Fortunately, I was not ahead of a, of a, a large group or, or leading organization at the time, but I've often thought what I would have done at, at, at that point. But it's interesting because I had several interviews on the podcast of um, folks that had to navigate that. And, and some made, you know, uh, lemonade out of lemons and uh, kept moving forward. It's funny because we were involved with a, um, a private club at the time. And you know, it's an older demographic and our, our poor GM was getting hammered. You know, 50% said, you know, we're, we're afraid, need to close this thing down. And, but then you had all this influx of new membership coming in. They're saying, why would we join the club if they're not going to have any events? Right. And um, it was interesting. It's just interesting how people dealt with that on a different level. But uh, we were able to navigate through that. We had a hand, handful of people said, well, we're going to put the events together. And they they actually did that. So. Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting. Well, so um, 
you know, we've already kind of touched upon this a little bit. Is and I try I try to ask this of CEOs of of any size organization I get a chance to talk with. It's like, you know, why are you changing the way in which you're leading the chamber? At this time, I I think it is a constant. Um, I, I am constantly trying to you know learn and grow professionally. Uh, I, that's one of our core values here at the chamber that I try to instill in the whole team, and that we are in this constant state of growth and learning. I um, I kind of feel like the older I get, the less and less I feel like I know. Uh, where when I was 18, I thought I knew everything and was the smartest person. <laughs> um, and, you know, the more um, I think older you get and, and just wiser and mature, you you realize that uh, there is still so much to learn and grow from. And uh, so for me personally, I, it is constantly looking at how do I um, stretch myself? How do I continue to, to grow and be a better leader? Um, looking in, you know, myself in the mirror and um, knowing what my weaknesses are and then making sure I'm bringing on people onto the team that um, complement that, that are maybe strong in areas that I'm not so strong in um, and really trying to build a culture of, of a place where people want to come and be. Yeah, a job is something you spend the majority of your life at. And sure. um, although it is a J-O-B, um, yeah, how do we make, you know, working for the chamber um, one of um, where people get, you know, they're challenged, um, they're uh, stimulated, and they're they're excited. They they have a passion for what they do, and that I think is a constant, um, you know, something that's constantly on my radar is um, making sure that we're doing things organizationally to build the strongest culture that we can. And in many regards, Bob, I feel like the chamber we need to be an example. We are leading twelve hundred companies, and we need to be. Um, make sure that our house is in order and um, doing things with excellence. And then we can speak to that and share with our members um, those experiences. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more as, as far as leading because, it, you know, as the saying goes, you know, everything it was John, uh, not John MacArthur. God, you slipped my mind. Anyways, he said everything rises and falls on leadership. And if you're not going to model the type of behavior you'd like to see your members have, then you kind of get what you get what you want. We didn't, you know, the, the, the other thing I guess it occurred to me, we didn't really discuss this, you know, before I hit record was, you know, you have a great board behind you. I mean, in the position that you're in, you're you're really kind of at the um, kind of at the apex of the business community. But you have a lot of board members that uh, are there for you. Want to talk a little bit about what you are able to do as president and CEO of the chamber you have an issue in legal, you have an issue in finance, you have an issue in, you know, payroll or, or employees and whatnot. How do you leverage that? Oh, it's such a tremendous opportunity. We, we have a big board and I also, you know, I kind of get ribbed for it a little bit. Um, you know, we, our board is over close to 40 plus people. Oh, wow. Do you have just what you outlined? You know, we, I feel like we have an arsenal of experts um, behind this organization. So we have an arsenal of, of legal um, experts, um, accounting, uh, sales, marketing, uh, foundations, uh, you know, so it, it really whatever issue, you know, arises, um, I feel really great about being able to reach out to one of our board members who can help me. Um, if they don't have the answer, they can certainly steer me to someone who does have the answer. And so that. I, you know, I think that's a, a real, um, just a 
great opportunity organizationally that we do have this kind of arsenal of experts um, behind this organization. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, this is a bit off topic, but it's something I've always been, you know, really believed in and passionate about. To me, no matter how small the organization is, even a little podcast like what I have right now, it's always great if you have a couple advisors that you can turn to and, um, you know, get the insights that you need. Because because as you said, I, I'm, I'm older than you, Heather, and trust me, I know a whole lot less than you do <laughs> because I'm older. So to be able to turn to trusted advisors, I think it's just very reassuring, e- even if you got to deal with a, you know, a pandemic like COVID. Yeah. You know, even our staff, we have such an incredible team of individuals that I get to work shoulder to shoulder with here at the chamber. And I'm always amazed, even things like, you know, when I do um, a monthly column uh, for the Herald Tribune for the indicators column, I always share that with two or three team members. And I can tell you that, you know, iron sharpens iron. Um, and, you know, surround yourself with, with incredibly smart people who have different skill sets. I can tell you, you know, my articles come out so much better because they have the fingerprints of multiple people in this organization before it goes out the door. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, Heather, I'm not going to keep you much longer. It's been a pleasure having you on, on the show or whatnot, but if, if someone is thinking of connecting with the chamber or joining the chamber, maybe they've, they've thought of starting, you know, I don't know, a side gig or, you know, it's a real business where they have a lot of employees and they say, you know, I'm I'm, I'm really looking at the chamber. What would you share with them before we sign off? Well, I would share to, you know, make sure and check out our website at sarasotachamber.com. I would encourage um, if someone has questions to reach out to myself or anyone on our team, we'd love to treat you to a cup of coffee, learn about your business first and foremost, and then share with you how we could get you plugged in and all of the resources that would be uh, available to you by being a part of this incredible uh, army of business people here in Sarasota called the Sarasota Chamber. It is, and it's a great organization, and uh, we have a very capable president uh, that are leading us, you know, I guess into the second hundred years, because we, we have a, we're a hundred years old now, right? So, well, that's great. Well, listen, I appreciate very much uh, you being on the show. I appreciate you listeners you know, listening in. And uh, Heather, I hope to have you on in the near future. Anytime. I'd I'd be honored. Thank you so much, Bob. You betcha. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. Connect.